while I'm going through trials, I'm not I'm waiting on God. I'm not going to get tired and, and cuss out God. Come on now. And, and while I'm waiting and I'm trusting in God, I'm not going to walk away or quit. Woo, that's a word for somebody today. And while I'm waiting and trusting on God, I'm not going to get weary and frustrated. But I will, I'll sit right here because I'm expecting God to move. Hope and expectation, anticipation, being bound to him. So here's my first point right here. And I love this. The first verse simply says this. David said, I waited patiently on for the Lord, and he inclined and heard my cry. So when we get our perspective of waiting right, I, with hope and expectation, patiently waited for the Lord, and then this is what happens. The first point is this. He inclines and hears your cry. When you have the right perspective of waiting, he hears your cry. He inclines. In other words, God makes a strategic move. He makes a strategic move here. This is, this is amazing to me. Uh, uh, he in, inclined means this. Inclined means this, that he turns and looks your way. That he turns and looks your way. So let me put it to you this way. He is leaning in your direction. He inclined. So it kind of reminds me of, of my wife when our kids were little and they were on the floor and, and maybe we were doing something and they were playing and they would begin to cry. And there is an, a mom in the house that, that, wouldn't, that can't understand. But when that baby starts to cry, that mom, no matter what they're doing, they incline to see what's going on with that child, and they lean down to that child. Can I tell you that the God of the universe does the same thing for you and me? When we are, when we feel distraught, when we're in the right perspective of waiting, when we have hope and expectation in God, when we begin to cry out to God, you know what He does? He inclines and He points and He leans our direction. I don't know about you, but that gives me great hope. Come on and give Jesus a hand clap. If you're going to do it, let's do it. He leans. He leans in our direction. And because I didn't quit, and because I didn't get tired, and because I didn't give up, because I, I prayed and I kept anticipating and I kept expecting him to move, he's leaning in my direction. And I don't know about you, that gets me excited. That gets my juices flowing this morning. Amen. Think about this, that out of the, I don't know, what are we at, 8 billion people in the world, somewhere around there, the 8 billion people in the world, that, that when you are in right standing with God, and, and when you cry out to God, that He loves you so much that no matter what, 8 billion people, He loves you enough to go, oh, Greg is calling me right now. And he inclines and he hears our cry. I, I love that. And the image here is that the God of the universe, he inclined to me and he heard my cry. He, he listened. He perceived. He, he gave attention to me. Do you know the God of the universe wants to give attention to you? He loves you. And, and, and let me go a little bit step further here. Cry doesn't mean responding with your emotions. <laughs> Some of you guys are good at crying. Look at your neighbor and say, 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 are you a crybaby? 
But here's the problem. Here's the problem right here. And I want to step on this point. We're emotional beings, and God created us to be emotional. But listen, some of you are being led by your emotions and not by what you know what God says. And there's, there's the issue right there. So, so your emotions are driving you, and you react in your flesh. And when you get your hands in your situation, then it gets harder and harder and harder and harder and worse and worse and worse. And they're driving you to react in your flesh. And our emotions make us get ahead of what God is doing because we, he, we think, oh, he's not moving fast enough. So, so, God, let me help you out. Let me move some of these pieces. And God's like, that's not how I designed it. How many times do we say, hey, God, you're in the driver's seat. I'm in the back seat. Let me tell you how you, sh- you ought to do this, right? I can't stand a back seat driver. If you're in the car with me, don't tell me how to drive my car while I'm driving. Amen. <laughs> I think that's a real spiritual application that we can learn. While God is driving, let God drive the car. Trust him. He'll get you there. I remember when I was a kid, you know what? I didn't worry when my dad got in the car and we drove somewhere. You know what I did? I slept real sound because I knew he was going to get me where I needed to go. Some of you need to learn to trust in God and say, hey, God, I'm going to sleep real sound back here while you lead, you guide me, you protect me, and I'm just here for the ride. Amen. Come on, give Jesus a hand clap of praise. (laughs) Waiting patiently is being able to recognize that right now, it's not always the right time. Oh, God, I want it now. That's why we have drive throughs Our drive throughs are slow here in Bedford. And if you work in that industry, I, uh, God bless you, because you're working really hard right now. We wait patiently on our Taco Bell, and we wait patiently on our burger, and <laughs> so I'm, I'm waiting on the Lord and he's moving things and he's shifting things and he's organizing things so when the time is right moving, and he's moving this here and he's, he's, he's moving this person out of this, this position at the job and, and God is orchestrating things and here's what I know this is the way it works in due season in God's timing he puts things in orders and then he will make a move for me So I say this, some of you need to stop crying. Look at your neighbor and say, stop crying. Now respond back to that neighbor. Stop complaining. Now respond back to him again. Stop whining. Listen, I, I, believe, I believe God knows our hearts, but can I tell you something? It's not your tears that, that, that make God move. It's your appeal to him. It, it's, your, it's your hope and your expectation that makes God move. Now, now, sometimes that can bring tears. Can I tell you that? And, 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 and you made an expectation in him. And it's your faith that moves God. And, and that's, a, that's a perpetual theme that just pops up all the time in all my sermons, faith. It's your faith that moves God. And, that, and, and he can work a miracle. And, and it's not your whining. It's not your complaining. It's not your moping. It's, it's your appeal. Let me tell you something. I'd much rather hear an appeal from my kids than their whining, complaining, and moping. And all the parents of teenagers said, amen. <clears throat> it's that appeal that is connected, uh, that's connected to your anticipation that causes him to lean 
How many want the Lord to lean your direction today? With hope and expectations, we say, hey, Lord, we wait on you. And then he'll incline, and then he'll hear my appeal, and he'll say, hey, I hear you. I got you. I got you. Man, I, I tell you what, I wish I had some people that understood the magnitude. <laughs> Think about this. The God of the universe. The God that, that, that threw the cosmos up, that spoke everything into existence, leans your direction. Everyone say, incline and hear his cry. All right, second point right here is this. Scripture says this. He also, hey, hey, boy, I, I'm, I'm telling you what, I'm about to get pumped up right now, okay? I'm just going to tell you, you might as well just get, get with me today. Verse 2 says this, he also brought me up out of a horrible pit. How many have been brought up out of a horrible pit today? Out of the miry clay, and he set my feet upon a rock and established my steps. You guys missed it. You guys missed it right there. You missed that. It says, he also brought me up out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and set my feet upon a rock and established my steps. Here's my second point right here. It says this, he brings you up to set you up. He brings you up to set you up. A horrible pit here. We can think of this. It's a hole, a dungeon, a, a, a pit, a dark place, a place you don't want to be. Nobody wants to be down in a pit. The miry clay, let's think about this. The miry clay is this, the muck, the nasty mud where your boots get stuck. Have you ever walked through nasty mud and you had rubber boots on and they were too big and you stick and you step out and your foot comes out? Anybody ever had that experience? Okay. And you're like, come on now. And it seems like when you're in the miry mud and you're walking through the thick mud and the thick clay with your boots, and it seems like the harder you try, the more you sink and you get stuck in the miry clay. Anybody ever been there? Anybody ever been there in your life? Can I tell you something? Can I tell you something? The, the scripture says this, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Listen, we have all sinned. Everybody has sinned. Can I tell you Jesus Christ will pull you up out of the pit of sin? Jesus Christ will pull you up out of the pit of the miry clay. The things that you are trying to figure out on your own, God can pick you up and move you and establish your feet. David is writing this psalms in a horrible time of stress where he feels stuck. Anybody ever felt stuck in your life? God, this situation, I can't get past it. This sickness, God, my marriage, I'm struggling. God, I can't seem to pick my feet up because I'm stuck in the miry clay. Both the pit and the miry clay will make us feel stuck. Sin is a pit that will leave you feeling lost and stuck without direction. God, no hope. What do you do when you're stuck? You just stop. You quit. It's what you feel like. Sin is the miry clay that will cling to your feet as you try to walk. The harder you try in your flesh, you sink more and more. But here, here's, the, here's the, the flip side to that. But God... But God, but, but by the grace of Jesus Christ, that pit that you feel like you're in, but whew, the pit that you feel like you're in, 
the miry clay that you feel like you're lost in. But God, come here, Zaley. Stand right here. I always use Wyatt. Somebody use Zaley today. Stay right there. All right. In a miry clay, in a pit. You know what Jesus does in our in our in our darkness and in our sin and in our in our misdirection and everything that we try to do. When we struggle, we get ourselves stuck, stuck in sin. This is what Jesus does. Come on. Come on out. Hey, she did that with, with the tie shoes on. My daughter's talented. Look, the pit's not here. Look, stomp. This is solid ground. These feet are established. God is establishing your feet. He pulled you up out of the miry clay. He set you free from sin. And he is establishing you today. Come on, somebody ought to give Jesus a hand clap of praise. If that doesn't get you going, I don't know what will. He is establishing you. He is establishing you today. But God, but God, he saw me in the pit. He saw me in the miry clay. And But God, and Jesus said, I got you. Some of you are sober here today because God pulled you out of a pit. Some of you are free from sin today because Jesus pulled you out of a pit. Some of you are living a life free from sin and walking in the goodness of God because he pulled you out of the miry clay and he established your feet. He established you. Psalms 37.23 says this. The steps of a good man are ordered are ordered by the Lord, and he delights in his way. That word ordered is established. He establishes your steps. Once he gets you out of there, he establishes you. He says, this is the path. This is the direction that I have for you. And he makes a way where there seems to be no way. God pulled many of you out of the pit of sin, the miry clay of sin, and set your feet on the rock, which is Jesus Christ. Can I tell you something? Don't quit church. Don't quit ministry. Don't quit on God. All you got to do is trust him. Wait on him. He brings you up to set you up. Here's my last point right here. Verse 3 says this. He has put a new song in my mouth. He has put a new song in my mouth. Praise to our God. Some of you need to establish, your feet are established. Some of you need to learn and relearn to open your mouth and to give praise to God. Many will see it and fear and will trust in the Lord. God has put a new song in your mouth. Some of you are, God has pulled you out. He's established you. You've been saved a long time. Some of you are still singing the blues. Some of you are still singing some of them old country songs. My wife left me. My dog left me. Some of you are still singing the song of drama. He put a new song in my mouth. 
a song of praise, a song of praise because he's been so good to me. I, I need to tell someone. I need people to know he brought me out. You don't understand the pit that I was. Some of you came from such a nasty pit. You don't want nobody to know what that pit was. I'm sorry I'm spitting all over you guys today. When God inclines to your cry, he pulls you out of the pit. And he establishes you, your feet, and you can't help but sing a new song. Everyone say, hey. All right, good. We can sing songs like, all my life you've been faithful. And all my life you've been so, so good. I can sing of the goodness of God. I can say, God is so good. God is so, because I'm reminded, oh, I was in that pit. It says this, many, the answer to, uh, to the next portion of this scripture is this, many will see it and fear and will trust in the Lord. Can I tell you this? Not only will you sing a new song, but your song is important. I talked about your, the, the purpose of your testimony last week. The, <laughs> your song is important because many are watching you. They are watching how you are responding in the waiting season. Many are watching the way that you are waiting on the Lord. Some are seeing how you are going to respond. Some are saying, oh, let's see what they're going to do. They say they're a Christian. Let's see. The truth is some of you whew, should have already had a nervous breakdown, but you didn't. Because you waited. You trusted God. Some of you should have lost your mind. Can I tell you? You're still here. People, they want to count you out. But once they saw that you were still singing and that God had established you, they saw that and said, God did that for you? I want to know about this God. Someone is depending on your song. Someone's depending on your song. A co-worker is depending on your song in the waiting season. So what, am I supposed to go to work singing all the time? Well, I, you can. I mean, you may annoy people. Everyone say, wait on the Lord. And I want you to look at this. Verse 5 says this. Many, O Lord, are my God, your works, which you have done. Have God has done many wonderful works. If God's done some wonderful in your life, come on, give him a hand clap of praise. says this, many, O Lord, o, o, o Lord, my God, are your wonderful works which you have done, and your thoughts toward us cannot be recounted to you in order. If I would declare to speak of them, they are more than can be numbered. You know what God thinks about you? You need to understand how God feels about you. When you begin to think about how God feels, He loves you. Some of you need to know that there's a God who loves you. Some of you are, are struggling and maybe on, on the brink of, of, of making some very drastic decisions to a temporary situation. Can I tell you something? God loves you. The thoughts He has for you. So when we wait on God, He inclines and He hears our cry. Waiting with hope and expectation. Look at this. When we wait on God, he brings us up to set us up, to establish our feet. When we wait on God, he puts a new song in our mouth so others will know that the Lord, 
the Lord's good works in your life. But look at this. I want to show you something. We looked at Psalms 40. I want to take you to Isaiah 40. Verse 31 says this. These are good parallels right here. Here's another, here's another one right here. It says this. But those who what? Those who what? Those who what? Shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. You can add point four here. It's not in my notes. God will renew your strength as you wait. Strength will rise as we wait upon the Lord. Strength will rise. Some of you need to, to, to get that stirred up in your heart. Some of you are struggling. Some of you want to give up. Some of you want to quit. But as you wait with hope and anticipation and expectation of the Lord, strength will rise. When we wait, he's also going to renew our strength. Some of you are tired today. Can I tell you, God is here to renew you in strength. I, I want to share something with you right here. Psalms 27, 14, it says this. And David wrote this one too. It says this. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage. And he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Everyone say, wait, I say, on the Lord. Everyone say, Wait. I say on the Lord. The wait there means to wait with hope and expectation. Trust in the Lord. How many are ready to wait on the Lord this morning? How many, how many feel uplifted in your heart? I feel good in my heart today. I, don't, I may have needed this today. I don't know if you needed this, but I'll be the first person to come down here and say, God, I needed that today. With your heads bowed and all eyes closed. God, we wait on you, Lord, you, with hope and expectation. God, we're not just passing time as we're waiting. God, it's not like the doctor's office, God, but we are waiting with hope and expectation that you're going to move on behalf of our situation in our life today. Maybe you're here today and, I, and you say, hey, Pastor, I, I've been struggling. I've been, I've been just in my heart. I feel, I felt, I felt discouraged. I felt like the thought of quitting has has crossed my mind. The thought of giving up has crossed my mind. And and and, but I hear what you're saying, and I know that 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 hope is being renewed. That strength is being being renewed right now because I I feel like I can wait on the Lord. If if that's you, with no one looking around, I, I just would you lift your hand and say, Hey, Pastor, I I need prayer. I need prayer. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Come on, there's more of you. Come on, come on, come on. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Come on, there's more of you. I, I believe. Thank you so much. Come on, be honest with yourself. Thank you. Thank you. Hands going up all over the place. Can you stand with me all across this building? This is what I want to do with hope and expectation today. I, we're, she's going to sing. Uh, I'm, Christina's going to sing this song that they sang earlier with hope and expectation. As we sing this song, I want you to throw your hands up towards heaven. I want you to forget about the clock for, five, for the next five minutes. Will you give me five minutes? Who will give me five minutes? Five, ten, fifteen, twenty. Okay. Who will get? All right. For the next five minutes, for the next five minutes, I want you to forget about the clock. I want you to forget about this, but I want you to ask God to renew your strength. If you're in a waiting season, you ought to, you ought to throw your hands up and say, God, I am waiting in expectation. Go ahead, throw your hands up right now. Come on, begin to speak. Some of you need to sing that new song.
Yes, come on. So, Lord, we pray that hope would rise. God, that hope and expectation. God, as we basically want anticipation, waiting for you. God, pray, Lord, that you would incline your ear, Lord, that you would hear our appeal. God, Lord, that you would remind us, Lord, that you pulled us out of a pit. You pulled us out of the miry clay, Lord, that you established our feet. God, that you established our steps. God, that we would sung in our hearts. God, so that others would know. You are good God in our lives, God. We thank you, God. We thank you, Lord. We thank you. We give you praise and adoration. Will you stretch your hand this way? I want to bless you this morning. May the Lord God bless you. May the Lord keep you. Lord, make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance to you. Give you peace today. Come on, if you believe that, give Jesus a hand of praise. Well, it is no surprise why Satan did not want a pastor here today. That was outstanding. Thank you so much. And I know I needed that today, and I think we all needed it. Give him a round of applause. We are so blessed, church, to have such an awesome pastor. We're just so thankful to have this family here. If you're a guest here today, we are so honored that you came out to worship with us today. In front of you is a Connect card. If you could fill that out and turn it in at our Welcome Center, we've got a gift just for you. We just want to get to know you just a little bit better and welcome you into our, into our home. As you're leaving today, we've got our giving boxes on the walls outside the sanctuary and up on the balcony. Uh, we've also got the ways that you can give your tithes and offerings online. So we got a few announcements today. We've got Tuesday, September 7th at 7 p.m. We've got the Broken, Beyond the Broken Heart uh, Give Grief Ministry be taking place this Tuesday. We've got Ranger Camp Out September 10th and 11th. Sign up for information desk. For full details, see David Bush. Friends Day, September 19th. I can't do as good as Carrie did last Sunday. She did such an awesome job. we got Friends Day, September 17th. Bring a friend and come. 
to the fellowship outside with our church family and friends. The church will provide lunch. So it's a great time if you've never been. We didn't get to do it last year, so we're so excited to get to do it this year. Uh, we've got the church camping weekend, September 24th and 25th. Uh, we got details at the information desk if you got if you want to come out and be a, enjoy that, be a great time. Today is the last day to register for the for the marriage conference. So you have to pay today. The, the cost is $150, and that includes your hotel, your Friday evening snacks, Saturday, and your conference fee. Uh, Information is at the or register at the information desk. And we've got the Aspire Women Conference on October 9th, $20 a person. Sign up at the information desk. And don't forget to bring your individually wrapped snacks for Susie's Snack Drive, and that's good through when? The whole month of September. So individually wrapped snacks, have a great day. Thank you.